Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Thursday for those that are here live. For those that are tuning in, whenever you're tuning in, happy whatever day it is. Today is the opportunity that we have to get a little bit better. That's our job in this world. Just get a little bit better every single day. Think about stuff that uh, can change us. The world that is so fast-paced, the few minutes that we have every day to just try to be more aware, to be more uh, appreciative, to just evolve spiritually is so critical. So thanks so much for joining us at whatever platform you are. We've been talking a lot about this idea of, of happiness. Today, a close friend of mine, uh, and I were talking and uh, it, met, it felt so good. He said that he was listening to the show and he understood why we're delving into it because we're not just saying, be happy, good luck. We're trying to really look at it from every angle so that it's so obvious to us that it becomes a piece of us. And we've been really driving home in the past few days as to just what gratitude is doing for us, right? We've been cutting out all the extra stuff that doesn't make us happy necessarily. It could contribute to it, but it's just not a direct cause like materialism and things like that. And we've been driving towards the impact that gratitude has on our minds. Yesterday, we spoke about this idea of, of negativity, right? Everything out there is neutral. It is up to our brains to give it meaning. And this thing called a schema or a filter, if you will, that, that the stimulus passes through. So the, the game that I watched passes through something, my eyes, whatever, my ears, my nose, it has to get to my brain. The circumstance that I went through during my day, the news that I hear when I you know, turn on my phone, whatever the thing is, the stimulus that comes into our mind passes through something that tells us how to feel. And as opposed to trying to control the outside world, why don't we just try to control the filter system? And in doing that, we discussed yesterday how it's not even that it's all fair in there, right? We have a propensity to be focused much more on negativity because negativity keeps us alive. Right? If somebody is very negative as a person, they have probably a higher chance, if you will, of survival because everything's a threat. And so if everything's a threat, they'll may, they may spend most of their lives in misery, but they'll probably be alive, so to speak, longer, so to speak. It's not really true because so much of life is happiness, which is the nun study that we did. But I'm just talking about from a survival perspective. Like if you're in a jungle or you're in a battle, right? The, the ability to look for what's wrong keeps you alive longer. So the brain inclines towards negativity, even though it, it doesn't have the long-term impact when you're in safer environments. And we see from studies like the Nun study and like the Mayo Clinic study that recovery and long life is tied into positivity. But it goes to trying to understand why we process negative thoughts much greater than positive thoughts. If you walk into a room and 
you know, 80, 99% of the people like you and one person heavily dislikes you, even though it's 1%, it feels uncomfortable. It's not an equal apples to apples. So what that means is that our brains will focus on things that we're lacking and missing in negativity much quicker than the positive stuff. And by doing that, it won't allow us to access who we are because we'll be focused too much on the negative. So the stuff that we have that's inside us, the power that we have, the strength that we have, the resilience that we have, we can't get to that because we'll be too focused on dealing with the negative emotion. When somebody is you know, in a slump, and I'm not gonna get into any clinical depression stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone's in a slump he, he or she is so focused on the negativity for whatever reason that they can't access the power that they have. And when you give people advice in a slump, it's always in the area of just having them recognize that they're so much more powerful than they're accessing at the moment. So when we did the studies and we showed all these studies of uh, success, le- happiness leads to success and the ability to be happy leads to greater traits of perseverance and relation all the cascades of benefits that's because positive emotions enable you to access the things that negative emotions just can't let you access so do you see the we're in like in a quandary right now if negative emotions take up more of our attention than positive does And if I have all this power that I can't access when I'm mostly negative, what do I do? How do I not live in my life? I'm going to have positive and negative things. And the answer is you got to fix the schema. Well, how do we fix the schema? So that's where we use our superfood. There's more things we're going to talk about, but let's just nail this. The superfood is called gratitude. Why? Because gratitude does two things. It changes our enjoyment of things that we've forgotten. It allows you to derive pleasure and positivity from things that don't require more effort. If every time I have to enjoy something, I have to go out and buy it, at some point I run out of money. If every time I enjoy something, I have to go earn it, at some point I run out of willpower. But if I am able to enjoy things that I already have, now I have just gotten free pleasure. It's the thing in the corner that no one's paying attention that you've turned into a diamond. You're literally, you have like, you know, in the old days, they had like alchemists that said they can turn metal into gold, right? You can literally turn metal into gold because gold is only there to make you feel happy. But you can feel happy based on gratitude. So if we conditioned gratitude, if I somehow figured out a way to take real pleasure out of being alive, and real pleasure out of having a roof over my head, and real pleasure out of having food that is healthy or tastes good, or real pleasure out of having electricity, or being part of God, or whatever the thing is that is already in my life, if I can figure out how to draw pleasure from that, I can now bombard my mind with so much positivity for free. I don't got to work for it. I don't got to add things to my cart in Amazon. I don't have to like cover the credit card bill. I'm just waking up in the morning and taking things that I have 
and driving more and more pleasure into my brain. And so I am overwhelmed. I'm playing offense right now. I'm attacking. So if I see something negative today, that negativity is now mixed into a world of positivity. I'm sitting at a gorgeous buffet and I get to the fifth station of food and there's none left. Well, if there's only one thing to eat and there's nothing left, I may be upset. But if I'm sitting with 40 options and one's not left and I'm a normal human being, I'm like, okay. So the first strategy of gratitude is if you're literally got something that's missing, no food in this one tray, and that's all you got, you're gonna focus on it. But if you pull the camera back and there's 40 other options, this one thing becomes less relevant. If you're living your life and we are constantly ingratiating gratitude into how we see the world, we are overwhelming our brain with positivity until when we deal with what could be potential challenge and proper negativity in the context of our lives, it gets lost. We're so overwhelmed with the fact that we've been blessed with the things that we have, we don't take them for granted. So if I don't get what I want, I'm okay. Look how much I have. This is the concept that we call building a vessel. In Jewish thought, much of blessing, this is a, a key concept that I want to make sure is clear. You know, there's, there's, if you look at like Jewish thought, you find that most of what the things that you think are true are the opposite. It's a very fascinating approach. Much of what the way we see the world is really opposite. So let me give you an example. Did God kick Adam out of the Garden of Eden or did Adam kick God out of the Garden of Eden? Right? Was it like he punished him or, because, or it was the Garden of Eden had a certain level of divine presence and by Adam acting against God, he now ruined it, right? Who is the actor here? Okay, so let me give you another paradigm. When we want something, is are we waiting for God, let's say, to give it to us? Or is God giving to us constantly, but we can't accept it, right? And this is the concept in, in Kabbalistic photolisa, which is called building the vessel which means when you have things in life, if you build a vessel, you can, you can take more. So if there's benefit coming into this world, benevolence in this world always, someone's pouring the cup of coffee, the, the, the pitcher of coffee, whether you get the coffee or not, isn't that the pitcher, right? Pitcher's pouring 24 seven. It's a, you have a shot glass, a mug, or do you have a mug with a hole in it, right? And at some point, if you have a mug with a hole in it, it's getting all over the place. So the pitcher's got to stop. Not because the pitcher doesn't want to pit, pour. It's because it's getting all over the place. A lot of why we don't have things in life could be because there's benevolence flowing for us in the world. It's just that we don't have the vessel that can handle it. And one of the great concepts of vessels versus funnels, most, much, most of the people have funnels. Why do we have funnels for? Because we're built to have a funnel. Right? If I like my phone, if I buy a phone and I'm like, this is amazing, I'm good for the next 20 years, there's a lot of people that don't make money. Right? We're built. We're con not built. We're conditioned by the world around us to be funnels because that allows us to get things and then throw them out and get new things. You're even seeing it now. 
how much the consumer world has adapted. You know, go to like your grandparents and something broke. What do they do? They go fix it. Go to your children and something breaks. What do they do? They look for another one. What? Why are you looking for another one for? I have this thing yesterday. I'll tell you. Um, my, my, I don't have it next to me. I wish I could show you. My iPad is shattered. Shattered. My kids felt without asking me that they wanted to do a video outside with their friends and they brought my iPad out. It didn't have the usual like kid, like sort of like throw me off a wall of a building and I'll still survive protections. You know what you need? I use it for work. Like I use it when I travel, like I put it in my, my bag and I take it out. Like I don't use it as a Frisbee. It's an iPad. So it had no protector on it. They brought it outside to the concrete. They were doing some dance or whatever for someone's birthday. And one of the kids hit their, their foot, hit the corner of the iPad and it, fell on the concrete and it shattered. I still use it. And my kids are like, daddy, like you can't even see it. And I can't see it. But I want so badly for them to learn that just because something breaks, it doesn't mean you got to get a new one. And I'm trying to teach it to them. And it's at least until I start traveling again. And then they won't say that maybe I'll get a new one. But right now I'm home. And they see me using that thing a lot because I'm trying to teach them that just because it breaks doesn't mean you get a new one. I'm trying to have them build vessels, not funnels. Because when you build a vessel and something pours into you, you keep it for a long time. Well, if I have something that's good and then after a while I stop appreciating it, then I'm not really have, I don't really have a vessel, I have a funnel. So I enjoyed the fact that I, I, I got married. But if I can't appreciate that I'm married 10, 20 years into my marriage, then I guess I built a funnel. And it was amazing when I brought my kid home from the hospital, but if I don't appreciate my children, even though they're older, or the fact that I have a job, if I don't appreciate things because I'm used to them, then I built a funnel into myself. If you being used to something drags out the ability to appreciate it, then what we've built in ourselves is a funnel, which makes everybody else money and keeps us unhappy. So how can we get more stuff? What life becomes like, I get it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And that's a little less, a little less. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It barely even makes it into my day. Even when I say this, some people are like, really? Like you're appreciating your eyesight. Like what are you in fourth grade? Adults don't appreciate eyesight. Adults appreciate success, achieving the next big hill. But like thing, like what are you like a third grade project? appreciating your life. But if we really want to live in the space of happiness, then what we're doing really is the work of, of happiness is the work of going back into all the different diamonds of our lives and polishing them. Everything. You're breathing, it's a diamond. Your food, it's a diamond. You walk on the street, it's a diamond. If you can take a deep breath in 2020 after what we're going through in COVID, you better believe it's a diamond. The excitement that the kids have when they went back to camp and saw their friends. Never seen kids not complain about camp and school before. Oh, that's a diamond. Hmm. Who would have thought that being in an environment with kids your age is actually a good thing? for the children.
this work that we're doing is going back into our lives and flooding our minds with pleasure. God built us to opt for pleasure. It's amazing how we miss this. Spirituality is very much a pleasure exercise. It's not a physical pleasure exercise. It's not being indulgent. It's not being hedonistic, but it's searching for depths of pleasure. When a person starts to exercise gratitude, what they're doing is they start to change their relationship to those things that they always had and never were able to enjoy. Gratitude is like a focus mechanism to enjoy the things that you already have. And to recondition our brains that Life is not about waiting for the next thing for us to enjoy while we enjoy it. Life really is about once you get something, you put it through this system of enjoyment in which in the beginning you enjoy it because it's new, but after a while you don't enjoy it less. You just enjoy it deeper. If you happen to be married, the enjoyment you have on your wedding day is enjoyment, but Hopefully, if you're doing it and working at it, you should have a very different level of enjoyment on your 10-year anniversary. It's not less. It's deeper. If you're alive, the enjoyment you have when you're 15 of life it could be very different than the enjoyment that you have at 50. The, when you engage in the world through a prism of gratitude and gratefulness, and you enjoy the things that we have every single day in the right way, what happens is your enjoyment becomes more sophisticated through life. You become a connoisseur. Tell a wine connoisseur, like, what are you drinking wine for? Like, didn't you drink that Cabernet like 50 times? Like, it's over. And the guy's like, what is wrong with you? Every time I drink wine, I am conditioning myself to be a connoisseur for this wine. I can drink Cabernet today and be able to understand it's, I'm doing this with my coffee, right? Because to me, like, this is my Cabernet. I can understand its texture and its smell. Yeah, the first time I drank it, I enjoyed it at level one, but I've been enjoying it. I've been deepening the appreciation that I have for the wine. And it's interesting how the word works, right? Look how appreciation is both the word in which it speaks to gratitude and appreciation also the word that speaks to understanding. So when I'm drinking the Cabernet 10 years into Cabernet drinking, I don't enjoy it less because I had it for 10 years. I enjoy it more because I have been conditioning myself to enjoy Cabernet. That's what life is supposed to be about. You enjoy the things you have and appreciate them every day anew. And at some point, you have gone on the offensive for happiness so where you can walk around. You could start your day and overwhelm yourself with such incredible positivity that when you walk out and hit a wall and you stumble or fall or someone says something that's not nice or something happens or whatever it is. And again, let's leave out extremes. Let's just leave out like extremes, but just basic daily life. It's in the context of so much good. And it doesn't knock you down. And it doesn't overwhelm our negativity. And because of that, 
we now have the strength to push through the challenge where when we only had the challenge in our minds, because we wouldn't have working on the air to everything else, that challenge overwhelms us. The reason why you can overcome challenge many times is because the challenge is in context. Speak to a kid who's like panicking over like a 10th grade final and you're like, get perspective. It's a 10th grade final. Like nobody cares. I know you care because you're in 10th grade, but like, it's not even a region. Like fast forward a decade, like no one, you're not even remember what you learned. It's just that you're in the weeds and you're panicking. If you gain perspective and say, this is just a test, you're not going to care less. I mean, yeah, some kids will, but the kids who care will be able to perform much better because it'll be in context. They're not going to be overwhelmed by it. Okay, we'll finish this. We'll pick this up. We'll continue this. I mean, finish this. We'll continue this. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude overwhelms the positivity, turns metal into gold, creates context in our lives, and builds us up our resilience and our power, even if we hit stumbling blocks along the way by giving us context. Okay, we'll continue. There's more to happiness than gratitude. Looking forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to do our Q&A. Uh, if you have questions, charlie at charlieharari.com. Otherwise, thanks so much for tuning in. Have an awesome, incredible, wonderful day with God's help. I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.